Punching Holes in the Darkness is a podcast by the Baptist State Convention of Michigan. It's an opportunity for pastors and leaders in Michigan churches to have their voices heard and to share how to best reach our mission field from Detroit to the Upper Peninsula. Well, welcome to our podcast. I'm Tim Patterson. I'm executive director here at the Baptist State Convention of Michigan. We want to welcome today uh, One Mission TV as our sponsor here at uh, Punching Holes in the Darkness podcast. They have been an invaluable partner with us since I've come here to uh, the Baptist State Convention of Michigan. What they effectively have done is they took all of our media resources and we put them together in this one neat package that One Mission TV takes care of. They're just doing an admirable job for us and have really taken us to a different level in our media work. Here's some things they've done for us. They've done web design, they can do logo design, designs for print materials, and of course, any kind of video presence and, and recording you'd like to do. And uh, they've really helped us enhance our online presence as they can for you. Great guys, great partners. You will be glad you have done this. They're really a one call media company and I think you'll be blessed by using One Mission TV. And friends, if you want to contact One Mission TV, you can do so at info at onemission.tv. That's info at onemission.tv. Now here's guest host, Dr. Tony Lynn, the BSCM State Director of Missions. Hey, everybody, this is Tony Lynn. I want to thank you for joining us uh, today on the podcast where we talk about what God is doing in our region. And I am really happy today to have two friends, Zach Cunningham and Austin Wadlow, who are working uh, to create and have created, uh, with the Lord's help, a brand new church here in Michigan. And here we are during the period of coronavirus and uh, homebound, but yet God is doing some amazing things. So let me just kind of pitch this over to them and let each one of them introduce themselves and tell a little bit about who they are. So who wants to go first? I'll go for it. All right. Austin's going first. Go for it. All right. I was, I'm from Texas, born and born and raised in Dallas and, um, you know, went to school in Arkansas. So, you know, you know, my education is really, really suspect. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I went to this school to, to, play basketball I, I I really just sat the bench for a year and then realized that that was not my calling in life and, uh, but God used basketball to get me to this university where he put uh, three men in my life actually one of them uh, a church planner now up in Quebec City um, who helped me see that I'd embraced a pretty watered-down version of Jesus in the Bible and and um, that was just a pretty big um, trajectory shifting time in my life. And so graduated with a business degree, but, um, uh, went straight into ministry. Uh, I did, um, four and a half years doing church-based college ministry out in Lubbock, Texas, where Texas Tech University is. I don't, I don't say that publicly too much in East Lansing, just with the recent final four experience. <laughs> we um, understand. Oh man. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, I, I bleed green and white through and through. So, you know, forget about Forget about Texas Tech now. Um, and uh, let's see, then went to uh, back to the Dallas-Fort Fort Worth area, Denton, Texas, for six and a half years doing college ministry there. Um, and then um, got introduced to the Church Planting Network we're part of now. 
And um, part of that was living, living in Iowa for two years before realizing that we wanted to plant a church here in East Lansing. So That's fantastic. Austin, tell us just briefly about your family situation. Um, you know, your wife, your children. Yeah. So um, met my wife uh, when I was in Denton. Um, we actually just celebrated four years of being married, uh, which I'm, I'm 36 now. So I didn't get married till I was 32. Um, and we now have two kids. We have a, uh, this month, uh, my son, Judah, who, by the way, his middle name is Lansing because uh, that's the coolest middle name ever. <laughs> it is. Um, I don't think I've ever met anybody with a name <laughs> Lansing. Um, yeah, he's going to get made fun of a lot. What a weirdo. <laughs> school, but it's okay. We love it. Character building. Um, but uh, Judah, he'll be two the end of this month. And then our daughter, Rosie Grace, also known as RG or Roro. Yeah. Uh, is uh, six months six six months old yet she was born seven weeks early so i don't really know how old she technically is there you go i know it's kind of like you know she was there before she was in your arms so yeah it is kind of a strange thing but you guys have been blessed and uh we're so so grateful all right thanks hey zach fill us in about your background where you're from your family yeah so like tony said my name is zach cunningham i am austin wadlow's personal assistant i just do whatever (laughs) he tells me to do No, I, uh, <laughs> no, I'm the, I'm the salt company director at the Commons Church here in East Lansing. Uh, been married to my beautiful wife, Mally, uh, almost two years coming up this July. I hesitated there. This July 6th is my yeah. two year anniversary. So we're also from Texas. Uh, I'm from a small town in, uh, in East Texas called Honey Grove, Texas, about a thousand people, uh, grew up with five siblings uh, you know, parents who loved me. And uh, yeah, then went to college at the University of North Texas uh, in Denton, Texas, uh, which is where Austin also uh, was being, was the college pastor. And so, yeah, I went through there, studied accounting, felt like the Lord was calling me to ministry, uh, went to school, Austin. We can talk a little bit more later about uh, how I kind of got into this ministry yeah. role, but yeah. And then got the call to come up here to be a part of the Salt Network. So happy to be here. That is fantastic. Now, hey, we were talking a little bit before we got the broadcast going, but uh, tell us a little bit about Mally, how she's spending her time. You said she's away at work right now. I'm sure everybody would be interested to hear this. Yeah, so Mally works at Sparrow Hospital here in Lansing. Uh, she is a patient care tech there, and her unit actually got turned into the coronavirus unit. And so she's spending her day uh, feeding and caring for and cleaning uh, people who have either tested positive for the virus or who have symptoms. And so, yeah, they have her on lockdown, man. They have so much equipment covering her protective gear and she comes home and she immediately throws her clothes into the laundry. We clean up and yeah, man. So she is serving on the front lines. Well, we appreciate that. Please express our appreciation to Mally. For sure. Hey, listen guys, we've got to find out, um, how, I mean, I know Texas is big and you know, you guys are from two different, you know, regions, how, what was it like when you two first met? 
fill us in, you know, because here you are now working at the Commons Church. And since I've known you, it's like I've only known you as a pair. Basically, it's, you know, Austin and Zach, Austin and Zach. But there was a time when you guys didn't. So, you know, tell us about that time when you first met. What were your thoughts about each other? Was this something immediately that was magical and this was a partnership formed in heaven that was going to just uh, create a church in East Lansing? Or, uh, or did it take some work between the two of you before the partnership got created for the con. We're still we're still working on it. Still working on it. <laughs> so, I'll jump in. Go ahead. Go ahead. Jump whenever. Um, but uh, honestly, I don't really remember. There's a lot of confusion in the timeline for me because he has a twin brother, and it took me a while to figure that out. Are uh, you pulling my leg? Or are you being serious right now? Oh, no, I'm serious. serious. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. In fact, we were just uh, right before this. We had a teachers meeting. We we our me and one of the other guys on our staff each week we go over our Sunday sermon and we were talking about a story where I I had just hired Zach as an intern for our college ministry. And so like I'm supposed to like be super tight with this dude and know everything about him. And right. And I stand up in front of all of our students and tell them a story about how he had gone with us that summer on this trip to New Mexico. And about three fourths of the way through the story I realized Oh my gosh. It was not Zach who went with us. It was his brother Cole who went with us. And I mean, that was like four years into knowing him and I still would mix him up, but I still haven't forgiven him for it. As far as when we met, Zach could remember that better. Um, but as far as the pair, I feel like once, once we hired Zach as an intern, I mean, that was one of the largest uh, growth seasons for our college ministry and by far the yeah. most fun. It was in a lot of ways, it was a godsend for me just because I was, I was kind of entering a season of just a little bit of burnout and exhaustion and got to be yeah. doing some really cool stuff on a ministry. And it, it, it threw some fuel on the fire there and our ministry was growing a lot. And I just had so much fun. And, and yeah, I mean, we, we pretty early on started kind of joking around the office. Hey, you know, we need to plant a church together. Now, little did we know it'd be uh, in Michigan. Yeah. Yeah, Zach, I don't know. You Heck can no. add whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, well, the long story short is I came in as a student to North Texas, and Austin was the college pastor, and not to boast him too much, but, yeah, I was preaching the gospel in a way I'd never heard. And so I got plugged into this. Not ministry. in a way he'd never heard, like, heretical. Or <laughs> Hopefully. It, <laughs> it was uh, straight heresy. No, 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 it was, it was great. Austin, yeah, That's just good. was preaching the gospel. And so I yeah. started as a student, and um, – was a student leader in that ministry for a year or two. And, and then we transitioned to being on staff. And so I was one of his staff. And then, you know, when we started brainstorming about church planting, yeah. Austin, Austin did a good job at raising me up from a student to a staff and then giving me a voice and in many ways lifting me up to be one of his peers. Now, obviously he's still my boss. I looked up, look up to him in a lot of ways, but he, he did a good job at early on bringing me up and allowing me to be, kind of appear in his life and ministry kind of a little brother and yeah. not a son so yeah, yeah that's so, good go ahead Austin no that's well, good. I was just gonna say so before I transitioned out of that role in Denton um I um I fought really hard to find you know to finally get the room in our budget to have a associate yeah. or you know whatever the right title would be right but, you know our, our ministry needed more than what we had and yeah. basically basically I was like look uh I need to hire Zach full time um like that's kind of 
that's the option, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And we had a couple of interns. And so, um, yeah, he was the first, uh, second full-time guy, like the first full-time person other than myself to be hired in that ministry. And then, um, uh, when I moved, um, he became the interim. Wow. That ministry for a year and a half. So literally he graduated in December and about two months later (laughs) from this large college ministry as a 22 year old dude. And the crazy thing is Tony is that ministry, I mean, just continued to blow up and what Zach, what was blow up in a bad way (laughs) in a really good way. Good. Okay. Uh, That last semester, um, you guys, what, baptized like 30 college students? Wow. <laughs> wow. That's a blessing, man. So anyways, all that, I'm just like, uh, I mean, Zach is an incredible leader. And um, so, yeah, I was like, we got to get him up here. So That is phenomenal. Well, now, okay, thinking about that, I mean, I, I love the mutual respect and admiration you guys have for one another. Um let's talk about, okay, the commons church is now about eight months old, but you and I, all of us know that that started, that whole vision started a long time ago. So how do two guys with such, you know, individual callings get to the point where, Hey, you know, like I said, your roots are in Texas. You've been in Iowa and now it's like, but now let's go to East Lansing, Michigan. Gotta fill us in. How did that happen? Zach, how many times did you reject me? <laughs> well, Tony, so it's so, well, actually, it's, I still remember pretty vividly uh, in Texas sitting in the office with Austin, just brainstorming what could be in a church plant. And we had been brainstorming for a lot and praying a lot that God would do it, like Austin said earlier, in Texas, not in Michigan. Yeah. Uh, but when Austin, so when Austin got called to go up to the Salt Network uh, to join this, he had, you know, he had been praying about where he would go and had, and Austin's joking because he had asked me to come up a couple of times and the timing wasn't right. And so I didn't join him. I rejected him oh, a couple of wow. times. So oh, wow. it's obviously still a sore thing in his heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, I, I can see it in his eyes. There's yeah, there's a little bit of a soreness right there. <laughs> he won in the end though. Look, here I am. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's yeah, true. So, so in the midst of all that, um, really, my wife, Leslie and I, we landed on East Lansing. And yeah. once we landed on East Lansing, Zach had finally found his wife, mm. met his wife. Mm-hmm. And That's what I was waiting on. You know, there sealed you that deal. Yeah. Um, and so then I said, then, then that was when the third attempt at getting Zach um, happened and was like, hey, look, we're, we're going to plant the church in East Lansing. Uh, you, what did I say? God has told me. Prophetic. <laughs> you have you to come up here. Our college pastor. Dude, uh, tell him. So actually, when, Austin, yeah. when you called me, man, I I actually thought when you called me to come up to Michigan that you and I were hitting up Michigan, Ann Arbor, and that's where we were planting a church. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. over the about but God a week, saved our souls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's right. Land of East Lansing. Yeah, but uh, yeah, two weeks later, you're like, no, 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 Michigan State. East Lansing is where yeah. we're going. And so walk us through, Austin, what was going on in you and your wife's heart? Well, I mean, first of all, Tony, like, I mean, to Zach and Mally's credit, like they they had never been to Michigan before. Yeah. But they said yes, moved to Iowa, 
for wow. a year because we had a, a year there to finish our, our church planting residency. Right. And uh, so they they said yes to planting in Michigan, having never been to Michigan, which is kind of <laughs> great. We weren't even married yet when we oh, said yes. <laughs> I love it. I love the way you plan ahead, Zach. We were engaged. We were engaged. So That's great, man. Friends, I want to introduce to you one of our new partners. It is GuideServe. They are our financial partner who helps us take care of all of our nickels and noses, so to speak. Uh, GuideServe is an outsourced accounting partner for our Baptist State Convention of Michigan. Uh, GuideServe provides professional accounting solutions to churches and ministries all across the country. And they offer, they truly offer some comprehensive accounting and payroll solutions to organizations ranging from a just beginning church plant to large churches and expansive ministries. And listen, if you'd like to know more about them, you can visit their website at guideserve.com or send them an email at info at guideserve.com. And by the way, if you mention BSCM, uh, when you do, it'll be a benefit to us as well. So. Welcome our new partner, Guideser. So tell us about the launch, the launch team, and how you pulled that together so that there is now a the Commons Church in East Lansing, Michigan. So I think to answer that question, I, I have to answer it in, in the context of the SALT Network, Tony. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's really the horsepower behind um, a, a big part of the horsepower. I mean, obviously we have our um, relationship with sin network, which is also a big part of the horsepower Yes. Um, behind it. Um, the, the uniqueness of the salt network is the way that they mobilize college students and, yeah. and mobilize community members to uproot and go. And so yes. you're, you're, you're talking about launch team. I mean, that's where our launch team came from. Um, but, but also the selflessness of the network of the leaders in the network to platform guys that are being sent out. Um, you know, so, so I, I, for two years I was in Iowa leading a church that's part of the network, help, not leading, but helping lead. I was the teaching pastor at this mm -hmm. church. And in that two years I was there, I mean, I was teaching just as much actually the first year more than the lead pastor. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I, I, I include that detail because then when I get up to say, and this has happened with other leaders in our network, when they get up to say, Hey, we're going, we're starting a new church. The people that they're standing in front of, though I've not been the lead pastor, they feel as though I've pastored them and yes. they're more yeah. like, well, shoot, let's go, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, uh, and, and then on top of that, all the other churches in the network, specifically the college ministries and salt companies are, are, revving their students up from day one that they set foot into the ministry saying, where are you going to go when you graduate? What church right. are you going to help plant? And so we had 54 people move out here with us um, wow. to help start this church. And, you know, uh, one of the questions I get often, which I, I never thought that this would be something I'd have to clarify, but like one of the questions I get often is, so are all those people on staff? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. They are moving here to get jobs in the community and yeah. just be community members who are, um, helping start the church. And so, uh, so yeah, we moved, we, we moved in April of last year. So we've now been Michiganders for over a year. Um, and our launch team trickled in for the next three months. Uh, then we launched September 8th. 
um, 2019, yeah. so eight months ago. And, that is fantastic. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what else you want to know from there. No, but. I mean, I think you've covered that because I, I, and I wanted you to because I, 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 um, I'm much older than both of you. There's proof on that easily. <laughs> but uh, I remember um, I was a teenager when the, the last days of the Jesus movement during the 1960s and 70s was going on. And those new adults had a hard time grafting in or the church had a hard time allowing them to graft in. And today, here we are in 2020, and I see these new adults with whom you're working as inspiring, you know, because like you're describing, the SALT Network and the Collegiate Ministry in the SEND Network really puts out that challenge of, hey, once you graduate and you've been learning more about church planting and how to be a devoted servant inside the church, why don't you give two years to help us launch something somewhere else? And you guys have, you know, shown that that can be done. And uh, so I just want to say, you know, uh, thank you for uh, putting that on exhibition, on display for everybody to see that these new adults have a devoted heart for the Lord, that they want to do fantastic things. And like you said, I met some of the people. Uh, I remember on the launch day, I came over and met a young man and, a, and his wife who were in China, I think. And they were called, he had some dreams, and the Lord told him to come to East Lansing, to which he'd never been told him about how to pursue his studies and that he would find a church that he could graft into and then be preparing himself to go back overseas. I think that was the complete story that Sunday morning that I was with you on the launch day. And, you know, um, only God can do those kinds of things. So, uh, so impressive, but Hey, I don't want to tell the stories. I want to ask you guys, each one of you tell a story where you just have been you know, you've received confirmation these past eight months that we are smack dab in the middle of God's will, whether it's a story about an individual or an event or the participation, collaboration of everybody. Just one story a piece, if you would. I'll jump in because I think, I think I'm going to steal the greatest one of our past eight <laughs> months or whatever. And so, man, I think, Tony, to answer your question, the moment where I probably in my heart was like, this is worth it. This is, you know, God is doing something here in East Lansing would have been in November, this past November when we had our first baptism night. Uh, and so we had, you know, God had moved yeah. in a cool way at our fall retreat where Austin was our uh, guest speaker and, and also, also through different relationships that we had built. And so we had quite a few people wanting to get baptized and man, we were looking for a space to do this baptism night, you know, different churches. Do we do it at the place where we're meeting on Sunday mornings? And well, there's this couple who had a house uh, that was a pretty good size in our church. And so we thought we would use their backyard and have a tub and put it back there. Little do we know yeah. it was going to be like 25 degrees that <laughs> night in November. And so everybody, we didn't tell them, but so everyone thought, Tony, oh, we're getting wow. baptized outside in wow. a, in a, you know, in a tub that's going to be freezing. But yes. what we had did, what we, what we had did, what we did, what we did. from East Texas, small town. What we had did, <laughs> what we did was we pulled that, uh, this big, what was it, like a horse trough thing, Austin, into the oh, garage, yeah. into the garage. Oh my. And packed. And we thought, you know, we'd get some family members to come, but I, we, yeah. man, I, we, we printed, we sang some songs that night. We printed off 60 pieces of paper for lyrics because we thought about <laughs> people would be there. Yeah. 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 And so, so I think we had 17 people get baptized, which praise wow. God, that was incredible. Thank the Lord, man. And uh, of the support that came, I mean, you would have been blown away. I think, I think we counted as much as we could close to 200 or more people. <sighs> 
packed <laughs> into the garage, the garage, but then also like overflowing into the driveway and so oh, many, man. there's some pictures online, but dude, that night, um, getting to hear, we, we let each student and each person get baptized, share a little bit of their story yep. and man, yep. what a night for us. That yeah. was, that was probably the most distinct memory I have of our year one so far. Yeah. That is beautiful, man. And, and that is, and here we are only eight months into it. So you're exactly right, Zach. That is a phenomenal, phenomenal moment. I love that. How about you, Austin? What's been a confirming moment that uh, you are where you need to be? When Leslie and I got married, we pretty quickly started talking about, and I think God wants us to start a church. Wow. And we had people around us like sparking that too and affirming that. And, um, and I remember saying to Leslie, I, I think this is what God wants us to do, but it honestly, like, it's really, really scary to think about mm-hmm. doing this. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, I thought I wasn't supposed to do it, but I do remember saying, just imagine though, like the ways that we will experience God and our faith will grow. Yeah. If, yeah. if we do this, that we wouldn't otherwise experience him. Yes. And I didn't really understand like how honestly, almost like (laughs) prophetic to myself, those words were Yes. um, until the day that, so we were, we knew in our hearts, God had called us to East Lansing. um, But, you know, to actually go public with that was like, okay, you know, now it's like, it's for real. And, And I struggled, let my wife with both the moves we've made, she's been like, I'm just waiting on you, Austin, to man up and oh, say yes, man. you know, and I'm oh, like, man. dude, chill out. Um, but when we finally, when I finally worked up the courage to say yes, and we went public yeah. with that, I mean, it was, I mean, literally almost every week, God was doing something ridiculous um, that was just so affirming to the point that, in all seriousness, in the past two years, I've had less anxiety in ministry than I think I've had in the 14 years of doing ministry, which doesn't make sense. And maybe, maybe I should have more anxiety. Maybe that's like poor leadership on my part, but it's just, there's just been so much confidence because of the way God's affirmed it. And, and honestly, you hit on one of the stories that I think is the biggest. And that's this couple that was living in China. God began to put on their heart that they weren't supposed to stay there. And so they started to apply to meds or God started to put it on their heart that they were supposed to, uh, the husband was supposed to go to med school. So they were applying to med schools in like Kansas city and a couple other places. Cause they had connections there and wanted to be there. Well, in the midst of that, God gave the husband, um, his name is Matt, a dream. And in the dream, um, God told him that he was sending an army of angels and an army of people to East Lansing to start a church. Crazy. <laughs> and wild. so then, uh, <clears throat> right around the, so, so they, they in faith were like, well, like, I mean, what do we do? I guess, I guess apply to med school in Michigan state, but we know we won't get in and they yeah. didn't get in initially. They didn't get in, oh, um, man. but they ended up uh, accepting um, uh, kind of the alternate option was, I guess, MSU's option in Detroit or something. I don't know. So right. but then last minute they get a letter saying, Hey, you've gotten into med school at MSU. So they called. So, so his wife's parents live here in East Lansing okay. um, and they hadn't said anything about this to them yet. So they called them to say, Hey, crazy. We're moving East Lansing, got into med school at MSU. 
Well, right around that time, and I think they'd maybe forgotten about the dream at that point. Yes. Right around that time, I had met Matt's wife's uh, parents. Okay. And we had just had breakfast. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I just told him, yeah, we got, you know, 50 people moving here, blah, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he, um, you know, they, they call say, hey, we're moving, we're moving to East Lansing. And he's like, oh, that's crazy. I just had breakfast with this guy who's, you know, leading the church and there's 50 people moving with them to East Lansing to start this thing. And like the light bulb goes off of, yes. Oh All right. Well, that, that's going to be our church. <laughs> that is fantastic. Yeah. So now, now they're leading one of our connection groups and just absolutely mm-hmm. being used by the Lord and, there's a lot of little stories like that, but that's yeah. one of my favorites. Well, I appreciate it. I, you know, I, I think it's great and I don't think it's wrong for you to be able to lead without anxiety. I think it just shows us the affirmation that you're letting God be your refuge and your trust is in him. And so I think that that's a good affirmation and you see him exhibit his power through the people that are surrounding you like Zach and others. And you do have a tremendous team. I love it. The way that you've uh, built up an army of, or the Lord has built up an army around you and you guys are one unit together. So I appreciate that. Hey, as we're approaching our close on this and, and uh, I I just want to ask you, um, you know, what's it like to have the partnership of the salt network, the send network and the hundreds of churches uh, that we have here in Michigan uh, that just surrounds you with prayer and in giving and in helping. I remember when you first came here and you guys were bringing guests in to consider Michigan, there were people that were putting on pizza parties for you and offering beverages and just kind of, so just in general, what does it mean for you to have partners who just pray and participate in whatever way they can to help? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I would not want to plant a church without these partnerships. Um, and we couldn't, I mean, we couldn't start a church without these partnerships. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's like having, you know, my, my family, my parents live in Denver, Colorado. Leslie's are in Houston. So 16 hours, both directions from here. And so we don't have any family here. Um, so in a lot of ways it feels like we have, you know, some extended family up here. Um, and, uh, you know, even here in town, um, you know, just the, um, the encouragement and also the open handedness of some of the local leaders here in town. Um, you know, I, I, I have to give a shout out to Cedar street and Matt Carter. Um, they've been super generous mm-hmm. to us and encouraging to us. And, um, yeah, I mean, we, we wouldn't want to do this without, and, and like I said, we, I mean, we couldn't either. Oh, yeah. 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 I appreciate that. Well, as we get ready to close, what are maybe a couple of things that we can remember to pray for, uh, for the Commons Church as the future continues to unfold? We all return to something of a different normalcy you know, as, as life opens back up. What are a couple of things that are on your hearts and minds that we can pray for? Yeah, Tony, one thing. So I work with the college students here in town. And as you know, with the coronavirus, there's been a lot uh, that's affected them. Uh, But one thing that we're so excited about is we now have a new class of student leaders coming to help us lead the salt company. And so our prayer this summer is that God would use this season to grow them and prepare them to lead this fall. And so they're young, but they're excited, man. And we're grateful that God's given us this crew, but just want to pray that this summer would be Uh, a great summer because I mean in the college world summertime sometimes is a scary time for the college pastor because 
man, people get picked off right and left, fall in the sand. But, man, yeah. just pray that God would protect our students and really all the college students uh, this summer who are following Jesus. Amen. We'll do that. We'll remember to keep that in our prayers. Okay. Austin, you want to load up yeah. something? I mean, I, I really, the, the, the thing, I mean, there's obviously a lot of things that we could say here, but honestly, the, the thing that I think really just comes to the forefront of my mind and my heart is we've been talking about this a lot as a staff and as a church, like this is not a sit and wait until this passes season. Um, in fact, I think, I think, you know, when I, when I see that, that COVID-19 map that everybody's seeing with the red dots everywhere, the, the image in my mind is it's like God is taking this big tilling. I'm not a farmer, so forgive me if I screw this up, but it's like he's taking this big tilling tractor and just tilling the hearts of people across the planet. And um, I'm stealing this, I know, from somebody, but hard times lead to soft hearts. Yeah, and you know. I I think you know this is the most potential that the the church capital C churches uh, for you know for gospel opportunity that we've had ever, um, and so you know with that you know one of the key reasons that we came here came to East Lansing is we want to plant this church we want it to be established but um, we want to really quickly like start planting more churches at. Some of the, in some of the other major university contexts around us. And that's been a big conversation right now on our staff is, um, all right, like, you know, we're, we're still moving that direction. And, yeah. um, and so praying, you know, one of the things we're constantly praying for is, is the people, um, um, you know, the, the staff for that church, the launch teamers that we're going to send out from here, to that church. Um, you know, we hope that in three years we're sending out 30 people um, with, a chunk of money from our church to go help start the next one. And um, yeah, so, so praying for that. All right, we'll do it. So what I hear is that we, you want us to be praying about the preservation of the students and the people in the community that you already have. They'll be preserved and protected during this time of summer, but also that we might be pushing into new territories in the coming months and years uh, through the ministry of the Commons Church in East Lansing. Hey man, listen guys, I appreciate you so much. Thank you for taking time away from Leslie, from Mally, uh, from other things you could be doing so that we can tell others what we see God doing in our region. And uh, I wish you well, and I hope uh, that uh, we'll be looking forward to another conversation somewhere else, some other time about another great story or two. And so thank you both so much. Thanks, Tony. This has been Punching Holes in the Darkness, a podcast from the Baptist State Convention of Michigan. If you have liked this episode, please rate us and leave a review. That will help others to find us and enjoy these conversations too. And if you subscribe, you will be notified when new episodes are available. Join us next time as we help Michigan churches punch holes in the darkness. Mm -hmm.